Penny Lane, there is a barber showing photographs of every head he's had the pleasure to know. And all the people. Friday afternoon, this is the muster on Hokanui with Andy Muir. Going to catch up with Nicole Horrell, Chairman of Environment Southland, this afternoon on the programme. Nicole, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the muster once again. How's things? Very good, Andy. Uh, lovely to talk to you on a beautiful spring day, and let's hope we get many more of them in the next few weeks. Yeah, it is a beautiful day um, just around the province. Uh, it's a bit of a sombre mood as well, though, Nicole, as we reflect on the passing of Queen Elizabeth II overnight as well. Yes, you know, it is the end of, a, end of an era, Andy. Um, she's been the Queen for my entire life. And, you know, she, she brought stability to uh, an ever-changing world. So, um, you know, I think everybody will be reflecting... Oh, yeah, it was a very significant day, really, and that she and she was a battler right to the end. I think she probably hang on to uh, to see in the new prime minister, and uh, so marvellous legacy, really. Exactly, one hell of a legacy that the Queen has left. Nicole, today we're talking about winter grazing reforms. Um, I think it's fair to say there's quite a bit on place at the moment. Um, from an environment southland perspective, now. Minister Parker has more or less initiated these consents that will be issued if the winter, um, winter farm plans aren't implemented. What's your perspective on it? Look, I know, I know there's been quite a bit of debate, Andy, on just the furry end for another 12 months. And, and understandably, big farmers are saying, look, um, the fact that the government haven't got a certified farm plan up and running is not our fault. Politically, I, 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 I suspect that won't happen, so... We are working very um, vigorously behind the scenes to try and come up with an alternative. I mean, under 10 degrees, under 10 percent, permitted activity, people can just go ahead and do that. Um, and I think you know, some people will probably, if there's a, a little bit of the, of the paddock that's you know, more than 20 metres over 10 degrees, they may just play around that and still comply. And we always, always knew that, that um, even under our own water and land plan, that at the higher risk area, people would have to get a consent. So people, um, if you're over 15 degrees, or 20% or whatever, you know, have a look at our website, but you probably still need to go ahead and start doing that consent process. I guess the, the area of concern for us is potentially up to 2,000 farms May need a consent unless we get we we can break some some sort of deal which actually makes the pathway easier. I'm pretty optimistic. I can't unfortunately talk about the details until it's been agreed. There is a meeting in Wellington with sector groups next week. Hopefully after that we may be able to put something to the to the minister. But if we can put a positive spin on this, I think. Our guys have done a fantastic job over the last two or three years. I've, I've never seen the farming industry move as quickly as it has, and really a lot of that comes down to everybody giving clear, consistent advice. And in this case, that's one of the reasons for the delay. If we can actually if we can get everybody to agree to a, an alternative, then, then we have clear messaging again. So that's, that's, that's probably where we are. But my, my, I guess my main message is to farmers, Continue to do what you're doing. Um, keep, keep your records. We've got they can, they can download our, our mapping app. Bring it down to paddock scale. You know, download it. You know, put your mitigations in place before you can start ploughing. And whether you've got a farm plan yet or not, if you have, you'll put it in it. 
that's not going to be the basis of your farm plan going forward. Nicole, there seems to be a lot of resistance on farm from farmers regarding this because there's still a lot of grey areas involved as well. And I suppose the other side of the coin is too, um, the workload on your staff, having to issue over 2,000 consents like they are, plus it have to be the first visit, plus an initial visit. Is it is it unrealistic on your staff to place this workload upon them, considering what they already have? Well, the reality was we would make it a very simple process, but Consents. The thing about a consent, though, Andy, is for those who need it, it does give people certainty for at least the next five years. So no matter what happens, if you've been issued with a consent, you've got it. Um, so the people that are sort of not in that grey area uh, probably need to go through that process, and we'll make it as simple as possible. We we feel that they contact us first. It should be simple enough. They don't need a consultant. They can just do it themselves, get the costs down. And there was always going to be people that were in that situation that either had were outside the, um, the hectares or, or the slopes in, in our own plan. And that could well become operative in the next 12 months as well, Andy. Um, existing use lice would probably get people through the next winter, but even if this thing was the first for a couple of years, we would have our own, uh, own plan probably up and running. So I think you know, people have made great progress at that, trying to get the clarity so people know what... People just want to know what they want, what they need to do. I know there's also a lot of frustration with stuff coming out of government and wanting to push back, but I'd prefer we, we went down a positive path if we can because it's actually going to reward, if we can come up with an option, it's rewarding the early, the early adopters and making a, coming up with something that isn't a consent. <laughs> um, but I'm, my hands are a wee bit tied until we get agreement, and so I'm not going to go into, into the details, but... Let's be sure we're, we're very aware of the situation. I mean, Calvin voted the first deal, and I'm pretty keen to see that we actually come up with, with, a good, with a good result. I'll just ask you this, Nicol, before we finish up. Now, for the processing consent to go through, um, it includes the adverse effects on the activity of Māori cultural values. Um, Iwi get, would get involved if this was the case. Um, is this a case of farmers having to all of a sudden implement um, a plan on farm regarding cultural values? I don't think so. You know, you've got your normal consent issues. Normally, in a consent process, we um, will look at it and uh, normally approve. I don't think you get, this is going to put any any more on, the, on anything than has been there in the past. And look at you, we want to prosper. Um, um, community out there as well, but they also want um, a uh, fresh water and, and, and a good environment. And I think we're pretty much all on the same page on that, on that Andy. Just finally, Nicol, thanks for your time on a Friday afternoon as well. Um, from your perspective, do you think another 12 months, though, would be quite a rational way to look at things, given everything on farmers' plates at the moment, all the farming groups pushing as well for another 12 months' leniency? Do you think it would be the interest of the industry, full stop, to have a bit more time and saving grace so we can actually put this into perspective a bit more? Look, I think we're going to get... The, the normal people efforts are going to put a lot of pressure on the government, saying you're not uh, you're not serious, <laughs> and that puts a lot of pressure on the government. So, so it, it, it would be an easy result if everybody was going to do it. If, if we can't get there, you've always got to find find a pragmatic solution that works for everybody. Hey, Nicol Horrell, thanks for your time very much on the muster this afternoon. We do appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Andy. Always good to talk.
Nicole Horrell there, Chairman of Environment Southland, regarding the consenting process. So it still is a bit to unravel here, but just from Nicole's uh, perspective, uh, great to get his take. Change attack on the muster. Coming up next, Elliot Smith, News Talk ZB sports journalist, as well as out of Gold Sport. Um, talking to the All Blacks. Now we've got a break in rugby this week uh, before next week. We're still confused as All Black fans. We see the bank.